In the world of science, everything began with the Big Bang. From there, everything known as matter was created and burst forth. The big question is, where did it come from? What was its source? Into what did it explode? Science is stuck in answering these questions. But science is now studying something called consciousness. The University of Arizona Consciousness Studies is one example. Consciousness Studies has been a part of the Eastern philosophy for thousands of years. So let's start with an overview of consciousness, but we'll begin with modern psychology and philosophy. Our journey begins in the infinite cosmos before time and space. A cosmos we'll call consciousness. In modern psychology and philosophy, there is a theory called panpsychism. The theory holds that everything is conscious. Humans are conscious, dogs are conscious, fish are conscious, and so on. The issue here is where do you draw the line? The idea that fundamental particles have some degree of consciousness stems from the misconception that our body is conscious. Our belief is we are the body. With that in mind, then we naturally assume dogs, cats, molecules, subatomic particles, and so on, are conscious. Panpsychism's starting place is the universe is conscious, or everything in the universe is conscious, which is an incorrect assumption that the body, this form, is conscious. Human beings are not conscious. Dogs, cats, fish, atoms are not conscious. The universe is not conscious. Only consciousness itself is conscious. Our primary experience is awareness, being conscious. It is not the body that is conscious. The proof is in the experience. Who or what is listening to your thoughts? Who or what is aware of your body? Who or what knows the world? Everything you can perceive, you must not be, because you are the one perceiving. An article in Scientific American says, in our standard view of things, Consciousness exists only in the brains of highly evolved organisms, and hence consciousness exists only in a tiny part of the universe, and only in very recent history. However, philosopher Philip Groth says, what if consciousness is not something special that the brain does, but is instead a quality inherent in all matter? Continuing, he says, consciousness may permeate the universe and is a fundamental feature of it. 
So panpsychism is a great step towards understanding, but it is not there yet. Rupert Spira, who's an Advaita teacher, says duality is the belief that underpins our world culture and experience is divided into two essential ingredients. Mind on the inside, out of which my thoughts, feelings, and images are made, and matter on the outside, out of which objects, others, and the world are made. In reality, the distinction between mind and matter doesn't exist. There is a fundamental underlying reality of which mind and matter derive their apparent separate existence. As we'll see later, theoretical physicist John Hagelin says something similar. The unified field is the culmination, you could say, of centuries of scientific investigation into the nature of reality. The universe and quantum field are fundamentally unified. Now we often refer to science for the basis of our understanding. We have a belief that something must be scientifically proven to be accurate, and that is itself false. Science is changing all the time, and when we get to the science portion of this study, we'll see just how much it has changed over years, centuries, and millennia. Now you need to be aware that the misunderstanding of the current scientific worldview is impacting your understanding of who you are as a human being. The worldview currently only knows limitations. You are unlimited. Some parts of humanity are beginning to recognize their infinite potential. But just as the previous idea that consciousness is the only thing conscious, the ego mind or analytical mind resists its understanding. So let's summarize this part. Consciousness is all there is. As a part of consciousness, you have infinite potential. 